Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about people in Birmingham, how the city region could unlock the full potential of its people, and ensure their diversity is celebrated and reflected in senior leadership roles across the region. I'm Dan Harrison, Press and PR Executive at the Chamber. I'm Emily Stubbs, Policy Advisor at the Chamber. I'm Hasina Lockhart, I'm Vice President of the Asian Business Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Anne Green, I'm a Professor of Regional Economic Development at City Ready University of Birmingham. Uh, this podcast is part of a mini-series looking at themes arising from the Birmingham Economic Review for 2018. So, Emily, if you could just kick off with a little introduction to the review, please, and tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So, the Birmingham Economic Review for 2018 is written by the University of Birmingham City Ready in partnership with the Chambers. Um, it will provide comprehensive insight into the ideas, people, infrastructure, business environment and places within Birmingham. Um, Framed around these five pillars of the industrial strategy, it will support business decision-making regarding investment and opportunities in the city region. Okay, it's a fairly comprehensive uh, introduction to the review. So, we can all see the cranes in the sky in Birmingham at the moment. Um, uh, Ask our guests, really, are are people in and around the city feeling involved and, and reaping the benefits of this? Well, I think some are and some aren't. Um, A lot of the development we do see is in the city centre and I think that highlights the importance of being physically connected to opportunity and the issue about intra-urban transport links. But accessibility isn't just about physical accessibility. I think all these cranes in the sky does underline the need for inclusive growth. That's economic growth that creates opportunity for all segments of the population and distributes the dividends of that increased prosperity fairly across society. And I think taking forward from that, I do think it's a positive development that the West Midlands Combined Authority is establishing an inclusive growth unit working with partner organisations to bring together analysis, policy advice and action research to promote inclusive growth and feed that into local industrial strategy so that people can feel involved and can reap the benefits of new developments. I think it's difficult um, not for people not to realise there's lots of development going on in Birmingham, whether you're sitting in traffic cursing at um, all the all the development work that's going on or just looking around um, at, the, at the landscape at the moment. It's a very, very changing landscape, which which I think can be, it's, it's very exciting and inspiring. In terms of whether people feel involved, I think it depends um, who which circles you're in and, you know, wh- whether you're being exposed to information about what's going on. So I think people are aware of things like they hear that the terms HS2 being branded around. Um, they hear about perhaps big organisations like Channel 4 maybe moving into the region and things like that. But in terms of feeling involved, I don't think all... Um, uh, I don't think all the population are necessarily aware of what's going on. So I think uh, as a chamber, we're we're very much trying to um, inform the communities around us about the changes that are going on. But I think there's a lot that we can be doing to make sure that everybody does feel involved in it. Okay, so thinking about fully unlocking potentially in the city, Birmingham's one of the most diverse cities in Europe, but our leadership perhaps doesn't necessarily uh, reflect this. So why do we think this is? 
Again, I think um, there's again there's, we live in such an amazing diverse city. Um, as you look around when you're walking around Birmingham city centre, it's made up of a lot of diverse population groups. But the re- reality is that yes, organisations don't really re- reflect the demographics of the population. But I think we're again we're at a time when when we are organisations are trying to address that. But it's not the, the, sometimes the will is there, but they don't always understand how they can address these things. So again there's a lot of potential in the chamber themselves we're launching the diversity initiative which is a very exciting initiative which aims to help organizations to try and address the diversity gaps within their organizations so as part of that what we're looking to do is to help organizations to see how it is that they can be reflecting the populations that we represent some of that is about recruitment and selection a lot of organizations aren't necessarily tapping into the right talent pools for example so again there's there's ways that we can help organizations to do that other things are about opportunities so whilst you may some organizations may have a diverse representation at um, within their organization we've got to look at where the gaps are and we know from research that's been done that there are gaps at senior management levels so we need to be asking why that is you know what are the reasons why that's why that's the case and we know historically that maybe um BAMEs uh, and other underrepresented groups might not be having all the opportunities that other groups have had historically. So again, we need to be looking at what organisations can do to address those gaps. Some of that is is about helping individuals through mentoring and training. Some of it is about helping them to understand how organisations work. Some of that's about um, training and coaching senior management to recognise and appreciate how having more uh, representation at senior levels will actually be good for their own businesses because we know that if businesses reflect the local economies and the demographics of the population it, it if, if they can represent the communities that we live in um, then there's a business interest in that as well. Great, yeah, Hasin has uh, briefly alluded there to the, the, the great work the Asian Business Chamber are doing around uh, diversity and you can find out more information on their, their pledge on the Greater Birmingham Chamber's website. So, and what about you? Why don't, do you think um, the leadership in the, in the city doesn't necessarily reflect the, the diversity that we have here? I think there are a number of factors here. I think there are societal factors, organisational factors and also some individual factors I think if you look across various underrepresented groups, whether they be the, the ones that have been mentioned, whether we think about people with disabilities and other groups as well, it can be a lack of self-confidence of people not wanting to put themselves forward. It can be that um, when recruitment to leadership commission positions comes along, it's a case of, well, let's do use our tried and tested methods. Let's see what's gone before. It can be also about uh, networking. A lot of what goes on is about who you know rather than what you know. So I think that's an issue as well. And there might be stereotyping and prejudices. I think uh, going forward, I mean, we do have to look at effective equal opportunity policies and, as has been highlighted, issues about supporting individuals that might be through targeted leadership development programs mentoring coaching work shadowing etc and i think also 
as this is rising up the agenda with the work of the Leadership Commission, I think we also need to have an evaluation of what leadership interventions there are and what really works so that we can strive to get a better position going forward. Okay, and uh, finally, what do you think can be done to ensure going forward that businesses are able to access the, the skilled talent that they need here in Birmingham? Okay, well, I think in the first instance, it's about having an agile and responsive skills system so that the talent's in place and is being developed for the changing jobs that there are in the city. I think it's also about uh, our employers looking in the places that potential workers are looking when they search for individuals to answer their adverts. And are the individuals looking for work actually uh, using uh, those recruitment channels that employers are using? You can often get a bit of a mismatch there. And I think we also have to think about are the recruitment and selection methods that are being used by employers, do they actually exclude some people? And I think actually with the development of apprenticeships and other, other things like that, some employers are increasingly looking at alternative routes for some sectors, whereas they might previously have gone for graduates. They're broadening their pool. I think what is quite interesting is we've done some research at City Ready with BPS on the business and professional services sector. And I think... There, it is clear that skilled talent is a potential constraint on growth. But I think it's, it's um, good that some of the activities that we see are raising awareness. We see Professional Services Week organised by BPS Birmingham, going into secondary schools to enthuse young people, making them aware of what kind of careers there are in professional and business services. And also uh, issues like the Trainee Professional Scheme, providing individuals with opportunities to see different roles within the sector. And I think that highlights the importance of work experience more generally. I think we can give a lot of emphasis to young people, Birmingham being a young and diverse city, but I think we also have to think that skilled talent isn't just about young people, it's also about giving older people and those wanting a change of careers, giving them a second chance. And obviously, it's also being very transparent about pathways for progression once people are in employment. To get a better job, how do you access them? What are the route ways? So it's not just about recruiting talent, but also thinking about making that talent grow and retaining it for the future. I think just to add to some of the important points that Anne's made there, I think it's about organisations working and communicating effectively together. I think the research that's done and certainly um, the economic review, the findings of the economic reviews make fascinating reading in terms of identifying where the gaps are, where the skills are, what the potential opportuni opportunities are. And I think knowing all that information together we're blessed in this region we've got a number of amazing educational establishments we've got a number of thriving businesses that are coming into the area and we've got lots of businesses already established in the area and it's about all these organizations using forums like the chamber of commerce to try and communicate more effectively with each other so that we can help businesses to communicate to education establishments in terms of what, what they believe the skills that they need are. So education establishments can make sure that they are 
um, developing the future workforce with the skill, important skills that are needed as well. So I, for me, it's about, as a region, it's about organisations communicating effectively with each other to kind of, you know, uh, profit from the opportunities that are, that are in the region as well.